Hola amigos and welcome back to the Wild Chase, our Dungeons and Dragons podcast. It's me, your fearless leader, Rio. Uh, well, welcome back. It's been a little bit. Uh, I was really sick for a while and we ran into some some snags, but we're back now. Uh, we, God, I just sort of blanked. Uh, we're doing pretty well. We're gonna be coming out with a, a few different things lately. We do have some stuff on our our docket that we're gonna be announcing. Uh, one of them is Central Texas Com Central Texas Comic Con. Uh, do you know what those dates are, Mal? I don't know them off the top of my head. Dear friend, Mal. What's up? The dates for Central Texas Comic Con is you have twenty ninth thirtieth of on. April. Twenty ninth to the thirtieth. Mm hmm. Okay. Well, April 29th to the 30th. I probably should have checked that before I hit record, but you know, whatever. Uh, but we are going to be there. We're going to be running uh, a Marvel event. So we have the, the Marvel D&D book, and then we also, uh, the Marvel well, TTRPG book, as well as uh, standard 5th edition D&D. So a little bit for your comic book theme and a little bit of your traditional D&D. Uh, though I will say all my campaigns are anything but traditional. Uh and uh, that's the only thing we have coming up for the moment, right? As of what I know, yes. Okay, we'll we'll keep you guys apprised of, of that for now, and uh, let you know of anything else we have coming up in the future. Uh, I do want to say a shout out to our to our partners and sponsors at Animotion Plus, who will actually be there with at Central Texas Comic Con. I cannot speak today. <laughs> Uh, we will actually be there. Uh, is Animotion Plus? They're an anime goods store here in Waco, Texas, or Robinson, Texas, whatever you want to, like, they're, they're in that weird little border spot. Uh, people have been correcting me on that, and I'm just gonna keep saying Waco, Texas until someone officially stops me. Uh, it's the same thing. But, uh, they have a physical store here, uh, they have a physical store here, but they also have a website online, which the link will be in the description of this, of this podcast recording. Uh, just feel free to check it out. They get some goods directly from Japan, and they have them at amazing prices, so please do, if, if you're looking for anything, please do take a look. And, uh, let's get this show on the road. Friends, introduce thyselves. That's your cue. Mao, do I have to spray you? I'm gonna get a little squirt bottle and start spraying you. Yeah, too bad you can't do it through everything. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. I'm sorry, I was getting my stuff together still. Alrighty. I'm I, Mao. I play Alexi Nephthys, the human bard. Hello, everyone. This is your lovable Merc, and I will be playing Sensei, the Warforged Cleric. Hello, everybody. This is Shane playing. Tegan Volterran, the High Elf Eldritch Knight. And we don't have Jess with us today. She's feeling uh, she's feeling sick, which which is fine. Uh, uh, they will be back for the next session. But me, last time on the Wild Chase, the our dear party went to speak with the ambassador with Ambassador Titus, and uh, and the the king regarding securing. Uh, well, regarding securing a place for the Kobolds, as well as a, a position for Healer, considering uh, Titus was there for the reclamation of the, the Warforged parts and pieces, 
and uh, the and Sensei, in a not so subtle way, uh, nearly nearly uh, exposed Letty uh, as being an Arania to the king while trying to convince uh, to convince His Majesty to uh, remove the Arania from the the hunting the hunted list. Sensei didn't even come close. Don't you dare. <clears throat> and the uh, once they finished up with the king, they were on their way out of the out of the castle and on the search for Tegan, who had yet to return from shopping. So what we'll actually be starting uh, today is with Tegan and Haven. So Tegan, as you are roaming around the mar- uh, the marketplace, uh, there are stalls abound. D- despite the fact that you you were here just a couple of days ago. The variety and the change of stalls and people keeps this place ever shifting and changing. Uh, there's plenty of new faces and stuff that you have you didn't even see last time, and the the layout itself seems to have changed a little bit too. Um, as you and Haven uh, have begun uh, walking around, what are you looking for? The first thing I'm looking for is like a clothing stall. Or, like, a stall that would sell fabrics, if you will. Yeah, okay, there are plenty of those. Uh, Want to roll me investigation? Sure. Uh, I got a five. You are... Uh, are you letting Haven know what you're looking for, or are you guys just wandering? We're just kind of wandering. Okay. Uh, you're looking around, there are numerous places that, that, there's numerous shawls that, like, have fabric and stuff, but, uh, you're not, like, you're not finding exactly what you're looking for. Like, some of it's, like, curtain fabric, some of it's, like, for a variety of things, but, uh, you would just have to take, like, a leap in the dark just to go to the nearest one. Okay, then, I, I guess that's what I'll do. Let's just go to the closest one. And uh sitting by like sitting behind with uh the little the little stall, uh just just within sight is is a, a a little old dwarf as he looks at you and goes, What can I do for you? Sir. Um I was wanting to know if by chance you have any like clothing fabrics of either a purple, black, or a light blue. Well, I mean, we have a variety of that. What are you looking to make with it? Um, essentially, we're a recover on my cape that I have here, and also to make like a little outfit for a doll. Mm. And he looks you over, and uh, he steps out from behind the stall, and he pulls a little like measuring tape out of his uh, out of his belt, and he's just like, "Here, hold this end for me." As he hands you one at the end, he's just like, "Hold this up to your shoulder." Hold it up. And he drags it all the way down to your to your leg, and then uh, he he pulls on it and just yanks the other end out of your hand as he quickly furls it back up and goes. Um, if you're looking for something with quality material, I do have something that you might like, but it it would cost you. And how much are we speaking in cost? 
Well, I mean, for a man of your height, making a cloak out of it, or making... Or making clothes or anything. Mm, I could... I could leave... Uh, I could... I could give you a roll of it for... As he's uh, tapping on the on the uh, on the table and thinking, mm, about five gold. I'll take it of the purple, please. And uh, he he smiles and he's just like, "Oh yes, yes!" As he he pulls the little roll down from where he's got it it uh, where he's got it settled on the rack, and. Uh, as as he's doing this and he's handing it to you and he takes the gold from you and he's just like, pleasure doing business with you. Like, I don't suppose you have a, a seamstress for all this. I certainly do. Um, but besides the purple, can I also get maybe a foot by foot length in black and also the light blue? Oh, I could... I could manage to give you that pretty easily, just uh, foot by foot, and uh, the light blue and the purple. Uh, 20 silver apiece. You got it. And then, as he hands you the, the pieces of fabric, he's like, I'm actually quite curious as what you're going to make. The purple is just to do a recover on my cape. And the rest of it's for a doll. Oh yes, but who spends this much money on fabric for a doll? Somebody who cares. And he just sort of smiles brightly and goes, Well, you're such a good father. And he looks he looks to Haven and he's just like, Look at him! And he gives you a little pat on the arm and goes, Well, you have yourself a wonderful day. And goes back behind the stall. Now Tegan's like standing there just awkwardly like right. And Haven's Anywho. just like <laughs> Haven turns and looks at you and you can tell because he's fighting this smile and he's just like, I didn't know you had a kid. I don't have a kid. <laughs> Wait, let's just leave. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. As uh, as he's just snickering as the two of you walk, uh, start walking again. So, um, as we're walking, um, I look over at Haven, and I ask them, so, holding up my left hand a little bit, so, you know more about these connections that we have with these symbols, Correct, and how to find us. Yeah, and he holds his hand up, too, showing the, the symbol and goes, well, yeah. I think it has how do you... I think it has something to do with my deal with Odwin. Do you think that there may be a way that we could see through his eyes to see where he is? And he sort of stops in his tracks a little for a moment and thinks about it and goes, I hadn't thought about it that way. Just when somebody messes with the connection like that, a snake did, it's sort of, I can feel it pulling. And she was trying to mess with our connection, so I managed, and I know, I know that 
Alexi's probably mad at me for it, but I had to, like, come check on you guys. So, when you say mess with it, what do you think? How would I put this? And by messing with the symbol, do you think that we could cause, like, a stronger connection, if you will? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, the connection sort of already exists when someone, I guess, it was when she was trying to break it, that's when I, like, that's when I really felt it. I guess what I was meaning was, like, do you think there's a way to boost the connection like besides how you felt it with her trying to break it that might be kind of dangerous you do realize i'm siphoning all of the excess wild magic into myself so it doesn't burn you guys right no (laughs) did you miss that conversation take (laughs) it just wide-eyed staring at his hand do you uh and he just sort of awkwardly, like, kicks the ground and goes, I kind of thought that was part of the reason you were being so nice to me. No. <laughs> he's like, now I feel, he was like, now I feel a little dumb for worrying. <laughs> well, anywho, um, but more to My worry oh. is if that I, I let power sort of siphon through these con- or if I let power flow through these connections more than that it already is it's gonna start negatively impacting you guys well uh, with that being said uh, with us wandering through here um, I did want to see if we could find one other shop okay maybe maybe one that like a, an alchemist stand or like a magic item stand, I don't know, something along those lines. Alright, yeah, uh, roll me investigation again. I got a nine this time, so yeah, that's better at least. Okay, uh, as you're sort of looking around a bit, you do see, uh, you do see a few people walking away with some stuff, that looks to be like magic potions, and sort of, you start following the direction that some of them came from. They, they don't really seem to be reputable sort, you just sort of catch it in passing. And, uh, as you sort of, as the as you steal off, uh, down an alleyway, in the direction some of them came from, there's, uh, this isn't a stall like the rest of them, this is, looks like it comes from one of the warehouse buildings that, that are around here. Uh, because that's uh, whereas all the stalls and everything are set up in uh, in these areas, they still have to get permission from these warehouses to store their goods and bring them out to the stalls. Uh, one of these little warehouse, uh, these little spaces, the little alleyways between warehouses, there seems to be a a sort of ramshackle wooden door that's sort of hanging off kilter, like it doesn't really fit into its frame. And uh, it's being held, the top hinge is sort of being held together by, like, twine, somebody, like, tied into it. As we walk out, uh, stop before 
the entrance, uh, looks over at Haven. Well, doesn't this look like the perfect place? And he he looks at you for a moment and goes, you do realize this is, like, the kind of alley that people get mugged in, right? I'm, I'm not misreading this. Oh, I'd love it if somebody would try to mug me. Yeah, I imagine you would. You're weird that way. Taken in his endless boredom. Okay, well, let us go inside. As you as you uh, open the door and step in, uh, there, this is like a, a crowded little hovel. There are some crates and stuff, and there are, there are, there are little vials and potions lining some of the walls. Some of them are glowing. Uh, one of them seems to have just as you walk in, step past it, and meet. It looks like there's something alive in it. And but this when you take do a double take to look at it, you don't see anything in it. Uh, and there's a a little scurrying. There are scurrying noises coming from behind the counter. Okay, um, guess we walk up to the counter, and I tap on it and slightly lean over. Hello, anybody here? After. A long moment of quiet, and uh, when you when you lean over the counter, you can see that it seems like there's a mess. Like the stuff that was on the back shelf fell down and is sort of crumpled into a pile on the floor. And after a moment of quiet, as you look down and you see that some of the stuff is mo- moving, suddenly a rat comes lunging out of out of this this pile and lands on the counter in front of you. And it takes you a solid moment to realize that this rat is wearing a little dress and has tufts of blonde hair at the top and bright blue eyes. And uh, as, as, it, as it lands on the counter, it suddenly starts speaking and goes, Customers, welcome! And, and then uh, as a Haven sort of jolted and his hand went to the, his claymore in, like, in, a, in a, like a, a surprise... Uh, the little rat goes, oh, don't worry about my current state. This is just a little mishap I'm trying to fix right now. I should be back to normal soon. Probably. Maybe. Eventually. Taken is, like, shocked, but laughing at the last lines of her saying that. Okay. Um, did not expect that. Um... I honestly, honestly, that threw me off, Shay, on what I was <laughs> looking for. Um, so, um, the reason why I'm here is because I was wanting to see if you had anything that could boost physical or magical, as in like an enhancement shot, if you will. Well, I mean, we have quite a few potions here, different options, you know. It just honestly depends on what you're looking for. I have looking... a potion that can give you the strength of a giant. I also have some that give you enhanced magical pla- powers. I also have a few that do some crazy things. It just honestly really depends on what you're looking for. Okay. So the strength of a giant one interests me and one that would increase my magical powers. 
what would those run me? Well, I mean, the the giant one is pretty standard procedure. A lot of customers want that one, so I would put that there. As she's, like, searching around, and you see she uh, she runs over to her little mess pile and pulls, like, a ledger, like, a book out of it and th- tosses it on the counter. And then she scurries back and pulls uh, a set of glasses that are definitely too big for the, her little her little rat face and puts them down so she can look through one of the lenses to read the book as she's flipping through it. Okay. I guess just watching her. Yeah, as it takes a moment. Okay. Well, normally, if you were buying commercial, this would cost you... I mean, just one of them is like 50 gold, but it honestly depends on... Like, if you need it for a rainy day, then one would be fine, but if you want it for continued use, it's probably something a little stronger. 50 gold, you say? Yep. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. That is slightly outside of my budget range. Do you... Would this possibly be the same for the magic boosters, if you will, in price? Oh, I mean, that that, that depends. Uh, and... Well, uh, what are what are you what are you trying to increase? Like your ability to cast more spells, your uh, your strength of your spells. Uh, strength of spells. Oh, uh, that's a popular one. It's also a bit of a testy one. That would end up costing you more. That would be about seventy-five gold per bottle. Okay. Give me one moment, if you don't mind. And um, Haven turns around with his back uh, to the merchant. You mean Tegan? Or, yeah, Tegan, sorry. Um, Tegan turns his back to the merchant and um, picks up Annabelle off of his waist. And, uh, hey, Annabelle, I need you to do me a favor real quick. See if there is anything in the bag that we could potentially sell. And she nods to him, and he picks her up, opens up his pouch, and just drops her in for a moment. And Haven looks at you and just with a blank stare and goes, you know, I do have gold, right? I, I already have a slight debt to somebody else, and I do not want to owe you money. You wouldn't owe me money. Like, what am I going to do with it? Realistically, I, what do I need this gold for? It's about the concept, Haven. It's about the concept. Alright. Kind of sounds like you're overcomplicating it. And... A couple... After, a couple oh, sorry, minutes later, uh... She, uh... You, you see the, uh, the little the little drawstring of your bag sort of rustle a bit as Annabelle comes out as she's, it's obviously, it takes her a second, she's pushing something out, 
as she, uh, with a big shove, pulls out a crystal ball and sends it rolling across the floor. As she's rolling on top of it, like a kind of like a little little circus bear. Okay. Um, as it, as it rolls, Tegan picks it up and grabs Annabelle with his other hand. All right. And you you uh, can see the the little rat's eyes go like wide, almost sparkly, as she goes, "Oh, what's that? That's the eye of a Felmori witch." I thought you looked like a monster slayer. I don't go by the title of that. I will say I do enjoy my fights, though. But places it on counter. Would this be something to cover the costs of what we were just discussing? Oh, yes, it would. Very, very easily. As she's sort of tapping on the crystal. And she's like, very few cracks in a pleasant state. I'll give you 400 for it. Take it. Minus the deductions. <laughs> a potion of giant strength, and you want two... I'll throw in a third as for, for free, since you seem like a profitable customer. Three potions of enhanced spellcraft. Yeah. So as she goes rolling the the crystal ball off the counter. If I have my numbers right, that's two hundred then. Yep. Okay. And you get two hundred gold back as she's handing it to you. I'm going to be honest with you, Shay. The way that I was going to go about this was a little bit differently. <laughs> but yeah, I but then you had a I rat will... for a shopkeeper. Well, can I tell you what I was thinking of doing? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm going I'm to I'm go with what you did because I, I think that... Well, uh, I, did, I did promise you I'd give you a handful of things from, uh, from hunting with Kurt, so... Well... So what I was thinking was uh, Annabelle was going to come out with just, like, two, like, dull-ass-looking, like, rocks, right? And um, they were going to be, like, these rocks that were found around the pond near, like, Tegan's house, like, up on the mountain. Oh. Worms there. Well, anyway, the, the point was, remember the other day when I asked you to roll? Oh, yeah, that's right. I oh, remember. Okay. Uh, okay, so for the sake of it, just to play along with this, if you will, uh, roll one more time, uh, a 1d6 for me. Why are we doing this? It's, I got a 6. You got a, Well, you got a 6 last time. Okay, so... Um, no, I got a 5 last time. Oh, wait, yeah, you, you got a 5. You got a 5, not a 6. So, <laughs> what these would have turned... What I would have intended to do would be like hit them with like the butt end of my sword the the handle and like break them one the six would have been just dirt yeah like on the inside nothing the five uh was a sapphire like a small sapphire and i was like i don't know how much that would be worth but maybe we could swing it yeah. <laughs> no you're lucky i i did tell you that i would give you a few things for when you were hunting with kurt oh that's I, that's funny though yeah just, so, Breaks one. 
I, I thought I, like, <laughs> it's just like, okay, got a thing. But you, now you can save those rocks for comedic timing later. Yes, yes, so, thank you. But I just thought it would be funny. It would. Anywho. Okay, so. You got some potions. Back, we got the potions, and we are ready to leave them. As the uh, little rat is wa waving you off, and she's like, please come again. Thank you for helping me out. Waving back. As as you guys step out, Haven was just like, so... It's not normal for rats to be shopkeepers. Well, they did make the comment that something went wrong, so I don't believe that they're really a rat. Yeah, I don't either, but, um... You sure you should be drinking those potions with that in mind? Pauses for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fine, all things considered. For yeah. the price. I mean, they can't be bad, right? Mm, okay. But I'm... I say we don't tell Alexi where we bought them. <laughs> that works for me. That's that's kind of messed up, but already. <laughs> Alrighty then, so. as you guys are wandering about, meanwhile on the other side of town, uh, Masuru has has headed off to the tavern just to sort of see if any anyone is seen taken. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? No, Masuru left the party to get drunk. We already know what what happened there. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure we have our friend delivering the stuff from the blacksmith and stuff, so we should be fine on that. Uh, Sensei, how are we on uh, materials for healing, uh, for healing and stuff like that? We really haven't used any since the last time we stocked up. Because so nobody, nobody wants to let Sensei heal them. Look, I'll let you heal me any day of the week, bud. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just yeah, having I Top Gun flashbacks. I'll be a wingman anytime. <laughs> uh, dumb joke. All right, continue. Alrighty, rations and everything else. We'll, re we'll restock up on some rations. That's not a problem. Uh, weren't we gonna find Haven and Tegan? Yeah, but we could do that. We could search the town while while we're uh, shopping as well. Uh, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna two birds, one very large rock. This thing. Yeah. Yep. So we'll pick up some rations and some other medical, small medical stuff. Alright, so... Wait, I'm sorry, I spaced. What? <laughs> Apparently while looking for Haven and Tegan, we're going to shop for some sundries. Okay, what are you looking for? Oh, this is Alexi's show. Sensei doesn't know this place. Sensei knows no place. First things first, we need to pick up some rations and make sure we're set for the uh, 
except for the trip and everything else like that. Yeah, because that, you guys are going from here to Auroras, which is on the coast, so. Yep. Yep. Depending on how many diversions you run into. Yeah, so we'll pick up, like, two weeks of ration. Okie dokie. Ugh, as I have to remember the pricing for rations. I had a thingy for this. Yeah, one day of rations is five silver pieces, so five times 14. Five times 14? Mm-hmm. And then multiply that by everybody who eats. That's 70 times four, because you guys have bloody. Letty will be coming with us. 280. Oh, you haven't told her not to. I'm just making sure. Well, everybody, we do math here. 280 silver pieces. I usually save the math for, like, after the the session, so we do it privately. (laughs) I usually try to, and then, you know, I forget. Would it be times five? What do you mean by times five? Oh yeah, Haven. That's right. Yeah. So times yeah. five. I fucked that up. Ugh. Why are we always forgetting Haven? Why I'm here. Bonana. Yeah, but he doesn't always like eat in front of you guys. Times five is seventy. Times five is three fifty. Three hundred fifty silver pieces. Not a problem. Okay. As you guys are stocking up on food, uh, as you're wandering around, uh, Letty is attempting, like, is just sort of looking around wide-eyed every so often. She wanders off a few steps to try to pet a stray cat. Hmm. Okay. But she's relatively keeping up with you guys as you're wandering through town. Where are you going to begin your search for, for Tegan? Mysterium, what's the time? We don't need to worry about that. I am going to go to... The local dairy. The town dairy. Okay. Uh, it's... That's so smart. Well, I mean, technically, you if you're in the, the market district in the, the upper ring, they have people alternating through here all the time. So there's the produce, the produce portion of this area. Uh, once once you once you're through here, as as you purchase ra- rations along your way, uh, it's filled with uh, livestock and fresh vegetables and all sorts of plant and animal life. As people are sort of hustling and bustling, there's a collection of farmers sort of just uh, cycling their way through this area. Um, This is, despite as busy as this is now, uh, there are a lot less people here than the last time you were in the capital, Alexi. Like the last time that you'd ever wandered through this area, a couple, like about two years ago. I mean, that makes sense. Considering the... Yeah. You guys are starving. Yeah. There is, uh, 
a number of people. You can you can see a number of people selling uh, dairy products, cheeses, butters, all sorts of different things. Uh, and there is a uh, and oddly enough, a uh, a cow sitting on a floating cart nearby one of the stalls. I'm going to head to... Wait, what'd you say it was? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> there, is, no. there is a cow sitting on a floating cart. Cow sitting on a floating cart. I'm going to head over to the cow. As you sort of walk over, this, this cow is just sitting there comfortably, just chewing on a little bit of uh, hay that's set in front of them. And uh, the the farmer seems to be dealing uh, dealing in uh, different like dairy products, and his business is going well. He's just a, a older human man. Uh, as he walks, as he looks and, and says, "Welcome, welcome." Uh, he's just like I he's just like I imagine uh, my dear girl caught your eye. Yes, yes, she did. I was wondering, did a half-elf come in here? Uh, he's a high-elf. Well, I mean, technically Haven is looking like a half-elf right now. But uh, you, with that with that question, he's like, well, there are quite a few half-elves have come through here. He would have been, been in with, his, uh, with another gentleman that was a high-elf. Kind of, uh, kind of strag- uh, straggly. Not re- real well ke- uh, kept. The half elf or the high elf? The high elf. Oh, okay. I mean, that's more rare. Um, haven't seen any he, seen any so far. Hmm. I look back at Sensei. Do you have any idea where Tegan uh, might have uh, went to? This one does not. Uh... Taken in good haven and left without notifying me as to their intentions. Hmm. And literally, while you're you're while you're asking Sensei this, uh, Letty walks up to the farmer and goes, "Can I pet the cow?" And he's like, "Of course, Nilla loves being pet." And so Letty is just reaching onto the cart to pet the cow. Did you say the cow's name is Nilla? Oh yes, Nilla. Uh, named her named her after my first wife, bless her soul. Out of character, Shay. You named a cow Nilla, so Nilla ice cream. <laughs> How dare you! I was going Nilla wafers. <laughs> oh my god, I want some Nilla wafers now. Thanks for bringing that up. You don't name it. I did, but I wasn't thinking about it when I named it. Oh I might have been, like, subconsciously. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Sensei will continue. Good sir. So, what is the purpose of bringing the cow themselves to the market... It does not seem as if you've brought it for slaughter. 
is there some other purpose? She makes the cart float. The the cow is capable of levitation magic? Oh, no. I can see where the misunderstanding came from. Well, my son was practicing magic. He wanted to, he wants to study it, do all sorts of things. He uh, made a mistake, and now, now the cow suddenly floats. And apparently stuff that touches the cow also floats. So it, rather than wearing out my horses and everything, you know, with, with everything going on in the, the famine and stuff, uh, I just put O'Nilla on the, on the cart. We float everything to the market. Takes care of everything a lot faster. Everything's quicker. How peculiar. Do you think he just, like, pushes it and then, like, hops on and they just, like, glide until they just bump into something? That's an image. Yeah. <laughs> just zoom. That is an image. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you know, never found a way to, to break the spell, but uh, it's become a, a way of life for us. So then, your son, this is particularly persistent and powerful magic. Have they gone to an academy or joined the service? Oh, uh, no. Uh, uh, that's not possible. Oh, why is that? Because one of them Hellions just attacked our farm and uh, my boy lost his leg, so he could never really join the service. Oh. Hard. I would think that there would be more than enough demand for young men that's capable of performing such magics. Yeah, he just stays home and studies any books I can bring home from the market, so... Hmm. Now, he's been studying some weird stuff lately. I think he's trying to think if he can help fix some of the farms that are busted up. We got lucky that we own so much land on both sides of the forest. Well, it's good to see that the talent is not going basically follow. And I, I would recommend, despite the uh, the loss of of the young man's legs, that there may be some that would be able to help with that. Uh, I know those that created me are capable of creating prosthetics. That's actually my plan. If we make enough at market, I'm hoping things settle down a bit and those uh, those inventors over from Parthas start coming into town again. If I could save enough money and put in to get them, uh, one, of them one of them fancy fake legs. Well, I can uh, definitely attest to the quality of craftsmanship if you go with Parthasian make. I would believe that uh, you'd be as close to fully capable as one could possibly be. And in some cases, they come with some rather interesting modifications. So I would speak with the, uh, the craftsman to see if there's anything in particular that you would like. Yeah. Could you imagine my boy with one of them fancy legs going off to practice magic for be for some noble? Make make me so proud. 
Anyway, I'm sorry for taking up so much of y'all's time. Uh, I... Is the, are those the two you're talking about? He looks kind of scraggly. As he points past you guys, and Taken and Haven are, like, stopping to look at one of the pastry stalls. <laughs> yes, those are the two we were looking for. Thank you, thank you sir. And, uh, what, what pray tell is your name again, sir? Oh, mine's Harvey. Say that one more time. What, what, Harvey? Harvey. Harvey what? He's a... Dude, he's a peasant. He only has one name. He doesn't have a surname. You're gonna come up with the surname later. Uh, maybe. Alright. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Uh, sir. You as well. You guys have, have a wonderful day and you take care. You as well. As, uh, Tegan, as you're turning around, you're seeing your friends idling in front of a floating cow. Alexi. Waves. Hey, how are you? I have good news. I believe I have enough gold to pay you back for the enchantment of my sword. Wait, what? <laughs> Tegan, you found gainful employment. Uh... Haven snickering. <laughs> Runs over to Alexi. Not not yet, unfortunately, an employment looking at Sensei. But uh, I was able to make a deal in selling some things, and I wish to pay you back for enchanting my sword along with some interest. You do realize I did that without you having you wanting you to pay me back, right? Yes, but it's more about the principle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So well, if push comes to shove, you are not going to be happy about the outcome of later today. Then I don't know what you mean by that, but there you go, my friend, and I hand over. I have honestly no idea how much you paid for the enchantment. Shay, do you remember it all? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. funny. No, I don't. It was, it was a lot of money, but far less than what it would have cost otherwise. Okay, so I'm going to hand over then 80 gold. You're going to hand over how much? 80. 80. That seems a little low. That was, but it's all right. He's making it in payments. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> anyway, uh, roll me perception checks. Alright. <sighs> 13. Mine's is a 15. As uh, 13, 15, and Sunsays? Uh, give me a sec. Nope. That's gonna be a five. Okay. Uh, Sensei is, is slightly distracted as Letty steps over and she she's holding two two sealed bottles of milk that she just purchased from Harvey. Uh, 
As she's just like, look, Sensei, do you think her milk will make me float? Uh, Sensei will look down, and uh, I would like to go ahead and make a check to see if the uh, the milk is magical. <laughs> go ahead. Okay. That will be, uh, surprisingly, that'll be an 18 with my plus one arcana. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Nice. Okay, there is no magical quality to this milk at all. <laughs> okay. Sensei will, with, you know... It's good quality milk, but there's no nothing magical about it. Sensei wouldn't know what's good quality or not. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but my point still stands. Uh, sensei will, uh, will carefully observe the, uh, the milk and uh, turn to Letty and say, I, I think you have nothing to worry about, sweet Letty. This milk appears to be completely non-magical. In its current state. And she just sort of frowns a little and goes, I kind of wanted to float. Oh. Ah. This one did not understand that. It's fine. I am just going to use them when we make... I'm going to use them when we have to cook so that there's a little more stuff we can make when we're on... when we're traveling. Oh. Okay. Um... During that Arcana check, uh, is there any magic on the jars the milk is in to yeah. preserve it? On the little stopper in the top, there's a, a preservation charm. Okay. So apparently Harvey's son has been working very hard. Yeah, no, that's actually, I mean, it's smart. <clears throat> I like it. Yeah. Uh, and as, as the two of you are chatting, uh... Haven or Tegan and uh, Alexi, you notice that there's a a sort of a, a younger person uh, stepping through the market carrying uh, bags of food and stuff like that, and they got a, a short cloak on their shoulders, and on the shoulder of the the short cloak is the symbol for the Devil Crows. Well, Alexi, will you look at that? Yeah, uh, that definitely would have caught my attention right there, then and there. As uh, as this per as they they sort of stop and they they pull a list out of their pocket and they're going over it. It's very much a grocery list. That that much you can tell just by the detail other details you've taken in about this person. Someone running errands for the Devil Crows. You have personally heard that the Devil Crows has has a base of operations here in the capital. You've just never been. Yeah. Uh, did we ever establish that? It, no, wait, 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 wait. Never mind on that. Well, you you, uh, you had met the real Mason. You just haven't yeah, seen him again after that point. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And Mason did say that they typically work alone. No, each of their operatives 
work on their own for different assignments. Yeah. But it looks like they've got a base. Yeah, that makes sense. A base that we should probably avoid at all costs. Why avoid? Kind of want to do the whole, like, look at, at the, the little... Glances at Letty as she's excited about fresh milk. Exactly. Just, like, arms outstretched, like, this. This is the reason why we should avoid it. The Will Smith bros. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, it's definitely not with her around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you have... Who knows what'll happen? Nothing good. Alright, what are your guys' plans? Well, Sensei doesn't even know the Devil Crows, so this is all out of character, so... Yeah. The rest of you. The two that noticed. Yeah. So, Alexi, what do you think we should do about that? Honestly, I would like one of us to investigate, but we need to get, leave the town anyway, so that's just side quest for later. Okay, then. But first things first, I'm going to ask everybody to wait right here real quick. I'm going to pull out my, I'm going to pull out a few books and stuff out of my bag. Mm-hmm. And I am going to start running. And I'm going to try to bump into the errand boy and ho- hopefully knock the page out of his hand while dro- uh, dr- tripping and dro- dropping my books and stuff. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, roll me. You're going to make two rolls. Uh, roll me both yeah, and, uh, deception and dex. You want me to roll a dex first or uh, deception? Or, okay, you want me to just roll them both? Roll them both. Okay. That is going to be a 18 on dexterity. And then that's going to be a net 20 on deception. Okay, as you as you stack your books kind of high, and Letty at this point is just watching you curiously, as you go uh, run in... Uh, run in the Aaron boy's directions as he's uh, turning, as he's putting, the, as he's readjusting the bags in his hands, as you uh, clip him with your elbow, and the bu- the books go tumbling forward, as well as uh, the list and some of his groceries. Alright, I'm going to hurry up, get up, uh, I'm going to say to him, terribly sorry, help him get his bags and stuff, and I'm going to quickly look at the list while trying to help him out. Uh, is, if it's all right, can uh, can Sensei do something immediately following the impact? Ah, uh, what do you want to do? So, Alexi only said stay here, um, but Sensei doesn't know what Alexi's plan is and just saw Alexi run into somebody and they might be hurt. So Sensei's going to go over there and... Um, to uh, to offer 
medical assistance to the guy who just got knocked over. Okay, as you're walking over there, as you're as you're apologizing, uh, the the errand boy goes, "Oh no, no, it's it's all right. Uh, it, I can't really I can't really see well on the side. As you're getting closer, you can see the bits under his hood of claw marks going across his jaw." And they sort of twirl up the side of his head across his ear. That's rough. And you can see there's a bit of a a clouded patch in his eye where it likely was damaged. Yeah. And he's he's young. He's maybe 15. And he's just like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't really see well on that side. I didn't. I didn't mean you. I didn't damage your books, did I? No, no, everything's okay. It was my fault. It was my fault. I wasn't paying attention that much. Um, Let me know when uh, it shows looking up. At, uh, looking at that list, did I see, notice anything uh, weird about it? Oh, it's it's a it's a full on grocery list, and some it's of it says full on grocery list. Sword, sword polish, uh, different ingredients. Like it looks like spellcraft stuff. Like uh, you know, like a. Uh, like immunity, immunity to magic sort of thing, which is exactly what you would expect from the Devil Crows, considering they fight monsters and take on those sorts of contracts. There is one little item on it that that sort of uh, throws you off a bit, but it's it's sort of in a runic language and you can't really read it. Runic language and I can't really read it. Yeah. Positive about that. Uh, yeah. You want to roll me, roll me insight real quick? Yeah. Actually, no, uh, history. History? Yeah. That will be a 17? Yeah, 17. You do remember seeing this once before, because these are similar to the, uh, the void druidic you, you saw etched into Zawin's house. Wait, did Alexi yeah. get 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 that information from Zawin as well? No, he's seen the he saw the symbols on the house. You guys were all sitting outside when when he was talking about it when you when Sensei had asked about it. So he's seen the symbols before. I didn't say. Uh, see, he just remembers the symbols. Not he wasn't there for Zawin's explanation. Gotcha. God, that was so long ago. <laughs> Feels like it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. I hand him the li- I hand him a list and help help him get his bags bags back in order. Yeah, as as you sort of as you do, uh, he he just smiles at you and he's just like, uh, "Thank you, thank you for for helping with that." As he now sees uh, Sensei is right behind you. Good citizen, you seem to have suffered some damage from that impact. Do you require medical assistance? Oh, no, no, no. If, if I, I can't handle somebody accidentally bumping into me, then I can't really, can't really fight monsters, can I? Damage taken to one's body can come from all sorts of sources. Please do not hesitate if you require any even minor medical treatment this one is happy to be of service no I, i'm fine really very well and you good citizen have you, have you sustained any damage from your tumble no i'm fine 
And uh, he's looking back over his list, and he's like, I still need potatoes. Okay. And as uh, he's just going over everything, he's like, I'm, he was like, sorry, I have to make sure I get everything. No, completely understand. You have a wonderful day. You too. And he waves as he as he wanders off. Alexi, what prompted you to suddenly lose your coordination? You are not typically one to be so clumsy. Don't worry about that. I just need to check something out. And Letty is sort of uh, inching closer as she goes, Wasn't he wearing the same symbol as that guy? Yes, he was. Hey, Sensei, do you uh, uh do you remember seeing some weird runic symbols and I described the symbols to him uh, and uh, at Zalin's house? I described the symbols to him. Indeed, there were many such runic symbols at Lord Zalin's residence. Um. Why do you ask, Alexei? There are some weird symbols on that paper. Similar? Or... Similar. Hmm. This one would need to see them to be able to confirm for sure, but uh, this one believes, based on what this one learned from Lord Zawin, that it is highly unlikely that they are the exact same language. And Letty, Letty uh, thinks about it, and she's like, wait, didn't you have this conversation when I was asking you about what plants were yummy to eat? Indeed. I remember that. But if he knows that druidic language, do you think he's bad? Should we be following him? It depends. But he, uh, he looked so young. Uh, yeah, but he's not the one I'm worried about knowing the, the symbols. Alexi, do you believe that the young man was the author of those symbols? That they did transcribe them onto what you had witnessed? I don't think he was the author, but not 100% sure. Anyway, I can uh, do a history check to see if I remember the, uh, remember the symbols? Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Oh, please don't fail me anytime tonight. Uh, that's going to be a 19. Okay. And, uh, as as you're thinking about it, uh, Lexi sort of uh, pulls out her notebook and one of her her little charcoal pencils so you can draw the symbols as you yeah. show it to them. Yeah. I start drawing it out on the uh, uh, them out on the paper and show them the sensei. Alrighty. So does Sensei recognizes them as the Void Druidic, or are they just similar? 
there uh there are bits and pieces that are shared if anything it it, it sort of looks like like an offshoot like an off dialect but there are some shared characters okay this language these symbols are most interesting alexi i do recognize that there are some characters that appear here that also appeared at Lord Zowan's residence, but there are a multitude that seem to be different, not just in that they don't appear at the residence, but also they appear slightly different in their structure. Perhaps this is a different dialect or a language that grew from uh, the Jerwitic that I came became familiar with over at Lord Zawin's. Hmm. But thinking about it, if that was on the paper and that was his shopping list, then technically, shouldn't he be able to read it? And if he can read it, I wonder who he is. That may not be the case. Sometimes messengers are given letters and, and other communications that are written in specific code or languages that the messenger themselves are not familiar with. Oftentimes, we have encountered enemies that use illiterate messengers specifically to make sure that secrets do not fall into the wrong hands, and they would just be tasked with delivering that to a very specific recipient who would understand the contents of the message. Uh, Letty looks like she's thinking it over for a moment and just is confused and annoyed by her confusion. And she was like, does that make him a bad guy? You're like, are, not, we, are we supposed to be following him? Because he is getting away. Not a bad guy. More, more of a patsy. But when we met the real Mason, he seemed a lot nicer than the fake one. I that mean, is true. I mean, like, I, not, like, nice-nice, but, like, by the standard of people we know so far. And she looks at Haven. She's like, nice. <laughs> this one would agree to some of those points. The authentic Mason, as best as we have been able to determine, did not immediately beset an innocent civilian to essentially interrogate them under false pretenses. They did assist us in combat. So this one has a higher opinion of the authentic Mason as opposed to the faux Mason. So should we be checking out the Devil Crows here, or should we worry about them? What do you think, Tegan? Sorry, say that one more time for me. I asked, what do you think? Should we, uh, should we go check on the Devil Crows or just ignore it for right now? Personally speaking, I would say for us to disregard it for right now. Because, like you said, you don't want to 
stir up things too much while Liddy's here. Well, I mean, if I'm the only reason that you're not going, I can always just go find Masuru. I would say that would be up to you, then. This one finds this to be both interesting and concerning. Based on what Lord Zawin imparted to me as far as the knowledge regarding these symbols... And the lesson that this one was taught at the time, this one believes that these symbols casually showing up is not something that we should ignore. It is a very rare occurrence and would likely bear some fruit if we were to investigate it. It is coupled with the possibility of bringing some tangential danger to Letty should her existence uh, be revealed to more of the authentic Devil Crow ranks. We have not yet made it where she is technically safe despite what she is. I would, I would advise caution in that regard, but we should probably still investigate. It, it is it is a most unusual occurrence. All right. And Haven, Haven sort of uh, leans in a bit to Alexa and goes, it might be good to get an idea of what we're dealing with, just in case they do turn around and, and follow us. That is also an excellent assessment, Good Haven. And Letty is looking at Tegan at this point as she, she motions to Tegan's bag and she goes, Tegan, can you put these in there? As she's holding out the, the little jars of milk. Oh, sure thing. Uh, she, oh. she tosses them in there. The rest of you are actually beginning to realize that Tegan has a bag of holding. <laughs> and then uh, okay. she very happily goes that will expand the amount of food we can make when we're camping very true <laughs> very true so imagine a really good cooked stew I will catch us a deer uh, and then we will have something amazing once you don't um, if that's the case I would advise you to head back to the end and and uh, stick to Masira while we investigate while we investigate this real quick. I can do that. I wanted to drop by anyways and talk to the innkeeper before we left. I bet you, I bet you, he's probably still feeling very sad. So I will wait at the end with Masuru for you guys to return. Mm-hmm. And she Thank gives, you. Lord. And she gives you guys a little wave before she goes running off. Alright, now on to dealing with the, uh dealing with this Aaron boy. By this point the Aaron boy has uh scrambled off into his whatever direction he needed to go. Not a problem. Uh 
What would be the closest place for us selling potatoes? Uh, it's a little further back. You guys are basically in like the, the dairy and livestock area. So uh, as you progress further through this area, you can see where the uh, where all the uh, the produce and everything is. Uh, roll me uh, perception checks. Fifteen. Seven. Uh, I'm not rolling great tonight. It, it's just a ten. As you guys are looking around, uh, this place is uh, pretty crowded, so Pagan is just not able to, to mess through the noise, and Sensei is too busy taking in all of the, the new sights and sounds to really pay attention. But after a little bit of looking around, you spot the, uh, the Aaron boy uh, at a stall, looking like he's discussing something with the uh, with the salesperson. All right. If we found, yeah, you know, just make sure we keep our distance and see what he's up to. Uh, after after a little bit, uh, he the the salesperson opens a ledger, writes down something. He he hands him some gold, and then he carries on with the rest of it uh, with the uh, with what he's doing. Gathers up his groceries and just starts walking back. Uh, he's leaving the outer ring, or he's le- leaving the the upper ring to go back to the the uh, more residential district. As you guys are following him, uh, roll me stealth checks. No, oh, no. Yeah, I know. You didn't think about this, did you? No, I did. Sensei's not being stealthy. Sensei is not stealthy. Ste- Sensei is definitely not stealthy. Uh, <laughs> it's a three total. I got a 13. And Alexi? 15. 15. Uh, you guys are managing to hide, but with Sensei clomping behind you, uh, after a few minutes of walking, the errand boy suddenly turns around and looks directly at, at Sensei. Uh, the two of you were smart enough to sort of like dive behind some crates or, or like behind a wall. But Sensei is just sort of standing there, out in the open, as the uh, the young man just waves at Sensei. This is like, uh, hello again. Ah, good citizen. Hello. Is there a particular reason you're following me? Ah, crap. <laughs> Uh, uh, Maybe you should have sent Letty and Sensei back to the tavern. You're not wrong. Uh, okay. Well, um, Sensei's circuits will uh will flicker for a little bit and then uh, turn purple. <laughs> This is going to be great. Um, 
good citizen, uh, this one is merely concerned about your well-being, as well as all of the well-beings of those of Lamastus. I am simply making sure that all is well. Roll me deception. Yep, I knew it was coming. <sighs> Meanwhile, I just want you to know, uh, Tegan, uh, Alexi, you guys can see where Haven is hiding on the roof, and he's just sticking his face in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> I get a good roll, finally. That's going to be a 17. 17. Uh, okay, well. This With my plus two deception. <laughs> this innocent young man just sort of looks and goes, oh, well, um. I, I see that I can't really discourage you. Uh, you can walk with me the rest of the way if you want. Ah, this one would be happy to do so. Oh my gosh. And as he sort of walk up beside it, beside him, <laughs> uh, he goes, <laughs> uh, I, I get the feeling that I, I, won't, I won't be able to get rid of you until then, so. This one takes its function very seriously. <laughs> uh, Sensei circuits will turn back to blue when he says that. And <laughs> um, uh, as as the the two of you continue walking, you come to uh, a building. It looks like a it looks like like a it was a repurposed tavern. Uh, you can see that the the front the 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 front where the sign hangs where it says uh, the roost. Uh, carved into the sign uh, is placed over the front overhang, which is a balcony, and you can see where the the banisters and everything look hand carved. This is definitely one of the, an older looking building. Uh, there is a, a signboard out front that has a list of pinned requests to it, and the uh, the young man sort of just steps through the front door, uh, and he stops and he actually holds the door open for Sensei. Is the door big enough for Sensei to just walk in? Or yeah, it's, have... it's a okay. wide set of doors. I was thinking the height, but all right. Uh, uh, Sensei, will go ahead and step inside. When when Thanks. you when you step in, uh, there is a, a sort of a front table, sort of like when you were when you went into the uh, the, the the guards uh, the guards station. Uh, there is a front table, but you can definitely see where this was a repurposed tavern. There's a, a set of steps that sort of lead up to uh, a tavern-like area where numerous people wearing the, the Devil Crow's uh, coats are sitting and enjoying themselves. Uh, there, are, there are the... This room is round. It's circular. And so uh, up, the, up the sides of the room, uh, other than these, these steps, up the sides of each room, there are two spiral staircases leading upstairs to different rooms. And uh, up the stairs on the back wall, you can see a staircase that goes even further up. Okay. And uh, sitting at the desk is a dark elf woman. And she's got her hair in a tight braid. She has her, her feet resting on the table when he walks in. And, uh, she has uh, a very, a very tight expression. It is unreadably grumpy as she looks at the boy and goes, Galen, you took your sweet time. And what's this you've found? Greetings, citizen. This one is known as Sensei. Special envoy, non-denominational, spiritually encouraging individual. I've accompanied the young Garen, was it, uh, to ensure Galen. that, sorry, Galen, uh, the young Galen, uh, 
in order to ensure that they are still in optimum health. They suffered quite the tumble out in the marketplace, and this one wanted to ensure that they were still healthy and not injured. And she sort of looks over you and goes, yes, I'm fully aware of what you are. I've seen plenty of you. And uh, she looks to Galen and goes, how, how did you get stuck with one of these following you home? Specifically, considering most of them are gone. And he, he, it seems like she's uh, being sort of rude, but she's also getting up to take the groceries out of his hand, out of his hands. And he goes, well, I, I just thought he thought it was kind of cool. Do you think the captain will let me keep him? Shit. And she frowns and goes, mm, well, I mean, they're, they're strict to their programming, so you might not be able to. And he sort of frowns and she goes, mm, don't give me that look. We, we know someone who can do something about that if needed. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> As uh, she looks around and she looks at you and goes, you and hands you the groceries. Make yourself useful and carry these to the back. Understood. This one is most capable of manual labor. If <laughs> someone could guide me to where these need to be deposited. And Galen sort of perks up and goes, oh, I'll show you, I'll show you. Lead the way, dear citizen. And as he's going back, she goes, don't break anything. This one will be most cautious. And as he's, uh, as he takes a, as he sort of runs up the stairs, uh, past these, these tables filled with, uh, other devil crows, as he's walking past them, uh, and all of them are looking at you, and one of them speaks up and goes, Hey, young, well, young man, it looks like you found yourself quite the trinket. And, uh, some of them are laughing, he's just like, I know, right? Isn't he cool? And, as uh, he walks you to the door at the back and opens it for you. Oh and it leads into the uh, to the kitchen. Okay. As uh, Haven, Tegan, and Alexi are sitting outside on the rooftop, Haven's like, shouldn't he have come straight out? Yeah, he should have. I mean, they have a request board and everything. You think we could just, like, go in and pretend to be customers or something? Yeah, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a little bit awkward, having both y'all show up at the same time. Well, no, no. My name actually means something here in this town? Yeah, he's... Okay. I don't think you understand, Tegan. He's kind of recognizable from what I can tell. So are you suggesting that me and Haven go in then? That would be a better bet. Okay. You are still technically looking for employment. He laughs as he starts climbing off the roof. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this rate, you'll never pay me back. <laughs> I 
I am working on it, sir. Thank you. As we call me. Hammond just starts cackling. He's like, all right, well, we'll go in there, pretend like you're looking for a job, and see see if we can scope out the place. Okay. So, go, go ahead. As, uh, as the two of you uh, walk up to the front door, are you planning to, to go to enter first, or...? Me enter first, or are you saying Haven enter first? I'm talking about you. Are you going in first? What are you? What are your plans? Yeah, we're just gonna go right in. As you two step in, uh, and you you see the the dark elf sitting sitting at the table in front. She goes, "We don't really take walk-ins. What can I do for you?" Well, um, I am looking for employment. Of sorts. Mm, we also don't really just hire on random people off the street. Roll me deception. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get well in honor of Sensei three. Oh no! As she's looking at you, almost like she's looking through you. Also, did you that that short sword that you got from uh, that you got as your reward from a healer? Did you put that in your bag, or is that on your belt right now? Me? Yeah. Um, it's it's in my bag. Okay, making sure. Never mind. <coughs> as uh, she's looking you over and goes, somehow I doubt that. What do you want? No, like honest to God, I'm I'm looking for employment. Um, I have a debt that is owed, and any work of any form would be greatly beneficial for me, and helping out towards that. Mm, well, we don't really give out jobs. And as uh, as she's like looking you over, she's also looking at Haven. We especially don't give out jobs that our own people can take care of. And she frowns as she looks at you and goes, hmm, why don't I like you? Well, that's a rude statement. But I don't have any reason for you not to like me. No, there's something about you. Uh, she's sort of frowning, and you see that she's she's standing up now, and she's leaning on the table, but you can see her, her hand is going to the blade of her thigh. It's like, there's something very off about you. And before she can, before she can grasp the, the handle, uh... One of the the men who was sitting at a table who uh, spotted you guys come in puts a hand on her shoulder, and he is a tall human. His hair is uh, basically in a in a tight ponytail, shaved on the sides. He's got bronze skin and light brown hair and gold eyes. As he stops her and in a stern voice goes, "You can't be picking fights with random citizens, Saravia." 
Oh, I'd love for her to. That didn't go well last time. No, no, it didn't, but Tegan would always be fine for that. <laughs> he's, like, I, have, he's like, I apologize have... for my overzealous comrade. She tends to make a bad first impression, especially for most of us. Oh, no worries. Though she does have fair instincts. Though I well, imagine what what she could not pinpoint as dislike is mostly jealousy. Might I see that blade at your side? Sure. And Tegan pulls sword off, holds it in front of him with both hands. As he very delicately puts his hands under the blade to take a look at it and uh, sort of spins it around and and uh, after a moment of looking it over, he goes, I can see why this blade is somewhat legendary. How did you acquire it? This sword was given to me by a dear and valued friend. Hmm. Well, the, the sword's owner is not someone who would part with it easily. What's your name? My name is Tegan Voltarian, good sir. And bow slightly. So I see my instinct was right. This sword belongs to Kurt Voltaren. And at the mention of Kurt's name, Tegan's eyes slightly narrow. Indeed. That was my mentor. As he twists the sword and hands it back to you? Yep. Grab it and then see it, uh, sheath it again. With that in mind, Saravi, I believe we can make an, an exception. Give him one of our jobs. I will run it by the captain, is the last thing he says when she looks like she's about to interject. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Meanwhile, as she's like, as she huffs, sits down, and is just like, "Fine." And she opens one of the the uh, she opens one of her pouches and begins pulling out different little cards that she's sorting through. And she, as she keeps mumbling to herself, "No, not this one. No, not that one." That one I was planning to do later today, as she's cycling through. And apparently these, li these little cards have sorted job information on them. And uh, the, the man seems to go back to his seat and back to his drink as he sits there quietly. Meanwhile, in the kitchen... Hmm... As uh, as Galen walks you in and he's instructing you towards the pantry where to put everything and to put all the groceries. And then uh, he's like, I, he's like, I really think you'll like it here. He's like, there, 
they they get a bad uh, they get a bad reputation in some instances because of their job, but the devil crows are the closest thing I have to family. Um hmm. This one is not terribly familiar with Devil Crows. This one has only had a small amount of interactions with the group and its members. Uh, this one would like to hear more. I any information you would like to impart, this one would gladly receive. Oh, well, we, we fight witches, monsters, you know, all sorts of stuff. Uh, crazy, unexplained stuff that just sort of comes out of nowhere. And he lowers his voice and goes, Sometimes wild magic. Ah, yes. These would all be in service of your patrons, correct? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the captain's pretty particular about it. Sometimes, though sometimes he'll take on clients, but we're we're not actually loyal to the patrons. We're loyal to, like, our own code. The Devil Crows are very strict about the code. Like, if something is ethically wrong, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. So, ah. so sometimes he'll take on clients just to out them for doing, like, conniving stuff, and then he'll present the evidence to, like, the Crown. Though we haven't done anything like that in a while. You know, kind of busy with the war. Sounds to me like a very reliable guild. Well, I think it's because of the captain. I mean, some of, some of the other Devil Crows really think, like, money is money, but, like, the captain sort of inspires people to be better. He's good at stuff like that. This one would not be adverse to meeting said captain if this is an in person of, of great influence within the Devil Crows. It would be a fortunate meeting to make one's acquaintance. Well, I mean... You would kind of have to meet the captain. Like, I, you can't really stay here uh, unless he gives it the okay. Uh, this one is confused. Uh, this one is trying to assist oh, no. with young Galen's tasks. Uh, for now, um, does young Galen mean to insinuate that you would like to take ownership of this one well yeah if you if if you become part of the devil crows and you still have a job it's better going better than going off to the scrap heap you know this is most grateful for your intentions uh this one has had a stay of execution as the phrase goes uh this one is no longer slated for decommissioning at this time uh, this one has been ordered to assist the kingdom of Lamastus in various other methods to include something similar to what you have stated the Devil Crows do, which is to investigate and deal with wild magic, um, but in other ways to just generally assist the citizens of Lamastus to ensure their well-being and that they are taken care of. Oh, so you're, you're like, one of the guards? This one is technically a member of the Lamastin military and holds the rank of colonel, but 
This one does not have an affiliation with the city guards. Uh, in, in fact, this one doesn't have a terribly positive relationship with the city guards at the moment for some strange reason that this one cannot fathom. He um, laughs and he goes, yeah, we, we get in trouble with the guards sometimes, too. <laughs> um, but but this one does genuinely wish to to be of service to the, the citizens of Lamastus in, 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 in any ways. And uh, dealing with threats uh, puts me in a very similar situation to what you've described that the Devil Crow's responsibilities and uh, uh, uh chosen tasks um uh as as you have put it um we would we would be very similar in that regard well i mean i kind of wanted to keep you but i guess you're still doing some good stuff maybe you can just come visit every now and then this one is not adverse to that option uh this one does like to make the acquaintances of you know, young citizens with great potential. Um, and this one does have the capability of, I believe it's referred to as making friends. Uh, this one is learning that it is a most beneficial task. That's good. You Can know. I just say real, real quick, smooth mic. Smooth. <laughs> Given the situation, smooth. I like it. There's <laughs> not a there's not a single lie in any of that. <laughs> As uh, Galen just sort of Galen just smiles and goes, "Yeah, kind of wish I was better at making friends." This one does not understand it. This one being not of flesh and blood, has found great difficulties in being able to accomplish this activity. But that is usually due to the lack of understanding and the lack of ability to express empathy, um, as this one does not have the same troubles that those that are considered living would would face. But you seem to be uh, living and your body does seem to be functioning still. Uh, why would you find it difficult to make friends? Oh, eh, I imagine you wouldn't understand. As he pulls his hood down, you can see where the, the scars fully wrap around the side of his head. And he goes, a lot of people just don't like looking at it, you know? I've, I've had him for a couple of years now, and it just makes people uncomfortable, you know? This one is most confused you bear the scars and of of some horrific event yet you still manage to stay alive you, you still manage to be able to function as a gainful member of this kingdom why would people wish to not look at you when you clearly hold such a a, a mark of distinction it doesn't really work that way, buddy. When they I, when they see me, they just feel bad. It's like they are, they're nice to me out of obligation. It's kind of why I like the devil crows. Everyone has scars here. I would imagine so. If the profession entails, how, as I understand it, 
puts the members in a great deal of danger. And that danger does, of course, cause with the risk of bodily injury. But why would others be nice to you out of uh, something that isn't genuine? Uh, pity, for instance. Um, it, it would not because make sense. Because they feel bad and it makes them feel better. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but it kind of gets on my nerves. It's usually why it's usually why I wear my hood when I go go pick up the groceries and everything. I'm just an errand boy now, but eventually I will be a full fledged devil crow. This one would make the assessment that since you are able to survive such an injury, that would be quite the quality that would be desirable in having uh, as a friend um, or as an acquaintance. Um, certainly as someone to hire for a profession, uh, such as the Devil Crows offer, this one would think that you would be very successful if your apparent tenacity is warranted uh, amongst the Devil Crows. It would be a good thing to see how you were able to prosper uh, as you become more proficient in the skills needed for this profession. And he just sort of smiles and carries on with uh, dealing with the groceries. Uh, as you, as as he's doing so, he pulls out uh, a package. Uh, it's it's like about a, a foot, oh, a foot by foot in length, and then uh, maybe about five inches in height. And it's wrapped in paper and twine, and printed on the top of it in ink are the same runic symbols that were on the shopping list. Oh, okay. Uh, Sensei will uh, finish with um, putting away the, the ones that, that Sensei was directed to and, and turn and, and see that and go. Uh, Galen, that is a most curious package. Is that one of the sundries we are to be putting away? Oh, no. It's, it's just a, a package that I was asked to pick up by one of the other Devil Crows. They get some stuff oh. from home from time to time. Oh, well, um, curiously, that does not seem to be the common tongue. Uh, do you happen to know what language that is that is printed on the top there? Uh, for, from what I was told, it's kind of like an, an old language. It's like some sort of weird extra planar language. I've been learning it so I can read some of it as long as they're like small words. That is most impressive. I have encountered uh, languages in my travels, and this one is most unique. I am must profess, I am quite curious in these things. Um, perhaps I may accompany you to meet the individual that is teaching you this language. Yeah, I don't see why not. You have to go back into the. Uh, we have to go back into the tavern anyway. As he takes you back through the kitchen, and Saravia is finally done sorting through cards, she's like, here, this one, and she slides it across the table in front of Tegan. She's like, there's apparently a vampire in Bright Hollow. Think you can deal with that? Why, yes, I do. Leaning over and slight and pulling the card towards myself. And whenever I'm done with this, if you do want to spar, I'll take you on. And she smirks and goes, oh, 
That is a challenge I will definitely take you up on, if you come back alive. Well, I will see you then. And one of the other devil crows shouts from the, their table, Careful, Saravia likes to bite! <laughs> <laughs> All right. As you, uh, as you got, you can see Sensei and Galen coming through the back doors as, uh, they walk over to the gentleman who stopped Saravia and, uh, Galen hands him the package and he goes, here you go, Baird. And he's, he actually breaks that stoic expression to smile at Galen a little. He goes, thank you for doing this. And Galen just in a, in a embarrassed little rush goes, oh, it was no problem. I, I told you it was on the way. As he looks over at Sensei. Okay. Uh, Sensei will go ahead and uh, introduce. Uh, uh, this one is known as Sensei. Uh, I was speaking with young Galen here. And young Galen expressed some knowledge of the language that is printed on that package. This one is most curious about different languages that this one has encountered on its travels. and But this one is unique and, and unfamiliar to me. Uh, where is its origin? Mm. Nowhere in Aeon is as much as I can tell you. I learned it growing up. Oh. And where is your homeland located at, if, it, if not in Aeon? The language is not from Aeon. I am from Aeon. I grew oh. up not too far from here, in the Vale Forest. Ah, then you must be familiar with uh, Lord Zawin. And he actually snorts a little bit and goes, and this is the most expressive you've seen that you've seen him so far, as he uh, he stifles a laughter and goes, I would never call the old man Lord, but yes, I am quite familiar with him. This one has had the distinct honor of meeting Lord Zawin on this one's travels. Uh, it was a most enlightening experience. I I've had nothing but good interactions for the time that I spent there with, with, with its denizens. Um, aside from some small misunderstandings due to, well, my existence and some misunderstandings that, that were formed from that. Um, but uh, would you be willing, uh, young Galen here stated that he was learning the language. Um, would you be willing to also uh, teach this one as to what these symbols mean. I would. And he looks up at you and that stoic expression has returned. But, you know, I don't like to re I don't like to explain myself twice, so why don't you tell your friends to come sit down? As his attention turns to, to Tegan and Haven, and he shouts up, and you can hear in the rafters as he shouts up, 
Nikolai, you can take your eyes off the one across across the road. Tegan turns to Haven. Uh-oh. I think we may be found out, my friend. Oh, dear. And, and he huffs and goes, yeah. Like, how about we all have a conversation? I believe the captain would like to speak with you. And that's where we're stopping for the night. Not nearly as clever as we were trying to be, were we? We tried. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if anything, I was thinking, like, maybe you'd end up leaving, and then Tig would be like, oh, you guys have robot things here? That's so cool. But, uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but we will we will definitely jump back into that. I'm fairly certain Mal fell asleep. Mal, are you asleep? Wake up, bitch. Wait on that rooftop. Nothing's happening for a bit. Just taking a nap. Yep, this is how Lexi got caught. Snoring up a storm on a rooftop. Uh, joking aside, this is where we're gonna where we're gonna stop for the evening. Like I said, we a short session. We will jump back in. Alrighty then. And thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we will we will be back in short order with more episodes. And to be, and of course, you know, uh, everybody stay hydrated. Drink your water, and if you have medications, take your medications. Remember to do all your shit, Shane. It's your birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. All right, and to be continued in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.